Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hey guys, this is Ruben Dua from Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. Today I have Tony Bubb with me. Tony, you and I are going to get into this idea of transformational branding. Uh, I, I'm inspired most definitely by the late and great Steve Jobs that took branding to a whole nother spiritual place. And uh, one of the things that I really appreciate about your content and about your vibe is that you have that spiritual element that really focuses on transcending to the next level uh, within branding. So uh, let's get into this. First, if you could just give a, a short bio on yourself and let's get into the topic. Yeah, sure. So Tony Bubb, professional lover of life. I quit my corporate job, moved to an island, tried getting two tech startups off the ground, went through a spiritual awakening. And here I am. I found that I loved creativity and I loved wellness and I loved spirituality mm. and I couldn't keep them separate. I kept trying to keep them separate and I'm like, screw that. Let's just put them together. And that's what transformational branding is. So here I am. <laughs> Amazing. And how has that resonated with folks? I mean, what what's the sort of new essence of branding? And then how do you convince that someone needs to have their brand transcended? Right. So what's the cool about it is, is people are just attracted to me because of what I talk about. So I noticed that I started attracting a certain type of client. They were in the wellness space, they were in the personal development space, or they were in the spiritual space. And so they loved what, that I knew how to talk the talk and I'd been through it all. But also when, when it comes to developing a brand, whether it's for your personal brand or it's for your business, you need to know what your core values are. You need to know what your mission is, your vision is for yourself personally. And a lot of people get stuck because they don't have confidence in that or there's, there's something holding them back. So that's where I bring the spiritual tools into my branding and my coaching and consulting. I don't leave them separate. I actually integrate them all together. And people are able to see huge results in a very short amount of time. And plus it's mm. fun. So they're mm. growing their business and they're growing personally. Mm. Well, I think what's magnificent about that is that allows someone to go really into the deep mission, the core, the purpose behind what it is that they're doing. You know, right. some of the most powerful brands on our planet are are actually spiritual in nature. I mean, yoga is a is a brand, <laughs> and right. it, and it's and it's exploded. You know, wellness is a brand, and gluten free is a brand, <laughs> and yeah. and a lot of people actually don't know this, but because I don't say it a lot, but Dub as a video communication platform, a SaaS company was actually started in its earliest iteration, like three failures prior, as <laughs> as a yoga company, believe it or not. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, there was, a, there was a venture that I was a part of, and uh, it was a sort of Uber for yoga. It was like an on-demand mm. kind of yoga delivery situation. And, you know, it, things don't happen to us, they happen for us, because now if we were continuing that operation, it definitely would have died uh, just because of our environment now. But right. I remember going through the that spiritual process of of branding and really trying to, to to connect to that. And where I've landed on this is just to one simple word, which is uh, purpose. You know, what is what is our purpose as as a brand? Right. You know, 
There are some old adages that they might teach in business schools and marketing schools where they say, hey, if your company was a brand, what kind of car would it be? You know, would it be a Prius or would it be a Tesla? You know, what are some of the things, what are some of the exercises that we can think about, you know, with our brand to, to transcend them? Right, right. So the first thing I always start everyone out on is the why. Now we've heard Simon Sinek talk about the why, and I do use aspects of that, but I dive even deeper. So what's cool about it is I have them do this why worksheet and I tell them, just watch the Simon Sinek video and there's no instructions. Like, I don't want you to Google. I don't want you to think like there's a right or wrong answer to how you're going to fill this out. So I start off with the why worksheet and then we go through it together and we go through each answer and I say, okay, there's nothing wrong with your answers, but I want you to start looking at it from this perspective. Mm. And in that very moment, it's like they have a paradigm shift. They, they, they realize how they've been viewing their life and then how they can potentially view it in a different way. And in that moment in itself is transcending for them. And then I say, okay, now I want you to go, I'm going to send you some notes. I want you to go with what I've given you and, and rewrite your why and create a why statement that resonates with you. I believe your why has nothing to do with your vocation, that your why is always the same, no matter what your job title is, even what your purpose is. I believe your purpose in life can change too. But your why, like the reason you get up every morning, like mine's to make people smile, like that will never change. <laughs> so, and that has nothing to do with like your job or your vocation or your title or your business. Uh, and if you stay too true to that, I believe then everything out of that will will blossom and you'll feel an alignment and you'll feel fulfilled, basically. Mm. So if I think what's a lot of people struggle with is this idea of getting to that, like the deepest core, like you might ask someone, what is your why? And their their why is to help someone solve this problem. But that's actually mm -hmm. not their why. It, it's three levels in. They just have had a yeah. hard time to get to that place. How right. do you? How do you support people to to peel off that onion and to get to that essence? Right. Well, that has to do with. So I believe that you can't help someone unless you've done the work yourself. Hmm. And I have done the work. <laughs> you know, I went through the pain. I always say it takes a brave soul to go through this work. And it, it, it sucked. There was times and I recorded this on LinkedIn. There were times when I was like, I don't want to be on this earth. Like, please, God, take me. I don't understand why I'm here. You know, and I would read my journal entries on LinkedIn. And people are so afraid to go to that place, but they don't understand like the peace that comes afterwards is so worth it. And so I create this safe atmosphere for people to open up and I, I act as a guide and I give them the tools and I'm able to recognize the things they don't see in themselves. And that's all I do is I give them that confidence that they, they already have the capabilities and the talents. Otherwise they wouldn't be attracted to, to the type of work that I'm doing. You know, it all has to do with the energy vibration, in my opinion. Mm. You know, there's there's two really interesting takeaways that I have here. Um, number one is that you know Mark Twain once said something to the effect of, "I couldn't I couldn't write something short for you, so I write or I wrote something long for you." You know, mm -hmm. I wrote a long letter, and and the reason why that quote is poignant to me is because writing in short form and getting your why, your purpose down to just a, a pithy statement of just even a couple of words, even three words, is one of the hardest things to do, in fact, because it means you can articulate it, it means that you've removed all the fluff and that you've really gone through that spiritual process to understand what it is. Your mission is to make people smile. Three words, 
amazing, right? Uh, a lot of people suffer from that. You know, if they were in an elevator and they were pitching, uh, it would need to be the Willy Wonka elevator that, you know, took 10 minutes where <laughs> they just keep talking and talking and talking. Yeah. And full, dis full disclosure, I've been that, that guy for, for many years of my life. Uh, the second takeaway is that there's this amazing thing that I think that you are talking ab about and touching upon, which is a selection process and an attraction process where you have a brand, you have an essence, which is rooted in branding and spirituality. And there are people that are attracted to your content and attracted to what you're doing. And that's a filtering process, you know, because you, you don't want to cater to everyone, <laughs> you right. know, sell, you know, market to everyone, sell to no one, right? You want to cater to people that specifically, you know, resonate with that, with that topic. So what are some of the ways that you connect to your, your, your target audience and, and avoid getting distracted in the process? Yeah, I, that's a really great point. I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, and, and I want to go back to something you said earlier too, because I don't think enough people talk about this. You said failed startups. And I think people think that people that have these successful startups just like happen overnight. And even if they actually knew the stories of how Airbnb Airbnb started like mm. and, and what they did before that it, it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of I don't call it failure but you know not being successful or not getting it off the ground but it's always like a stepping stone to the next place and I say all that because I realized during my process I was all over the place and that's because I wasn't like confident in myself even though I knew what I wanted to do I kept trying to listen to what everyone else told me mm. and and that's what I think is really important is once I was able to close out the distractions and that's part of my ignite your brand course is just choose two people to, and that you trust that they're not going to tell you what to do, but they're going to give you advice or they're going to give their honest opinion on what you're doing, but not tell you what to do. And so I had to really think like, okay, I want to do branding. I want, I love doing coaching. I don't want to keep them separate. And, and just to be me and that's expressing my creativity and expressing my, my spiritual journey and, and using my gifts to get people there. And that's, that's a reflection of my content. I, I tried doing the content calendars and all that stuff. It, it just has to be inspired and comes when it's supposed to come. And I mm. trust that now before I thought I had to follow all the rules <laughs> basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I was I was in I was in a similar flow with my with my kind of creation effort where it was kind of largely in, in, inspired based where you know if and when I feel inspired then I go do it and right. uh, it, it, I enjoyed it it was fun there was a there was a lot of distractions for me there was a lot of I kind of um, struggled with it a little bit because I found myself kind of juggling a lot and just sort of mm -hmm. doing something and then stopping and then kind of jumping to a new direction. So what I've started to do, which has actually really helped me, is every day now at seven a.m. You know, I meet with I meet with someone that helps me to to be to do my content creation, and mm -hmm. I just spend thirty to sixty minutes every day, and uh, like I do my research, I do my recording, I kind of mix it up. I've got like cameras and stuff like this, and and that's actually really helped me because now I can just get it over with, you know, right. Um, but, but I definitely miss those inspired moments. So I, I want to sort of figure out a, like a hybrid model, I think. Well, you get, you bring up a good point though, because if you're going to scale, you have to have that. So before I had a team, you know, you know how it is when you have a team and then you're, you're back to the solopreneur, you're starting from, you know, scratch again. And I have an intern too. 
But the, the thing that I've realized as well, which I have to be careful, is that when I start to build a team, usually I attract people that are going through the spiritual awakening process. And to me, the most important part is that they're in alignment with what they're supposed to, their purpose is. Mm. So oftentimes, I don't like to become too dependent on team members because um, my goal is to make sure they spread their wings and fly and that might not be staying with me. So that's why I do contract work or I do coaching. I, I'm very careful about that. I haven't quite figured that part out for myself yet, to be honest. So uh, every time I go to partner with someone or build a team, it's like I end up helping them and then they go do their thing and they're super successful, which is great. Uh, and yeah. that makes part of my purpose, <laughs> you know. I I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I I can if I if I could, I'd like to just share three quick ideas on how to solve this problem. Sure. So so uh, just just since we brought it up, so there's a couple of services that I recommend where you you can outsource content creation, um, writing. You can you can you can do that, and then it's it's you're connected to the company the vendor is the company and then they have kind of an army of of creative folks and writers and editors and stuff so the first one is called video husky okay. uh, videohusky.com it's like unlimited video editing and they they have an army of of overseas editors uh, many of whom are, are extremely talented and if there's kind of like a not a good fit with a video editor you can swap 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 someone out uh, hmm. the next one is a design service called design pickle and Design Pickle is, they call it unlimited um, graphic design, and they'll do ebooks and banners and images and anything like that. And then my favorite one is called Fiverr, which maybe you know about. And yeah. the, the reason why I love Fiverr is because you, you just find people that have been socially validated that just have a system and you sort of, you know, get your work done like that. But, you know, ultimately the dream is to have uh, that process where it just happens like very automatically. And you know, right. I, I I totally understand where you're coming from. So it, it does take time to get that. I appreciate this, uh, the recommendations, and and maybe it's, that's something I have to still work on because I love building those relationships with, you know, personal relationships with uh, the people that I I work with. So uh, yeah, it's I'm still learning too. I'm not perfect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. Um, so kind of a new new topic that I'd like to get into is you know this idea of being open to 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 being coached you know mm -hmm. a lot of people have this philosophy where you know they don't want to hire coaches they don't want to hire a branding expert a public relations expert you know a, a, a strategist i mean these these types of people are intimidating to them because you know what's the expense going to be you know is this going to be a recurring situation am i going to get roi on it so you get a lot of friction initially you know, maybe it's because they've been burned in the past or maybe they, they find themselves to be more self-sufficient. But, you know, time and time again, pretty much every day, you know, now that I'm speaking to people, uh, I continue to hear about how people's lives have been changed from coaches, from partners, from experts like yourself to allow them to say, you know what, let me reframe what I'm doing and let me, let me actually get to something that's massively larger than what I'm embarking upon which has a fundamentally higher ROI. So what would you say your sort of messages to folks that are, that are not quite yet ready to hire um, a coach, an expert, a branding expert that might convince them to have more of an open mind? Sure, that, that's a great question. Uh, and I can answer it in a couple of different ways. Uh, 
it's a simple way to answer it is when if people aren't ready, they're not ready. I actually, I did a video on that once. Uh, and, and you can't, I've learned you can't force people, but that's the great thing about creating free content. You know, so we have our free resources that we create. And I think that's a way for them to build trust with you and to get to know you. And especially through video, they, they get to a feeling about you, their, your energy. And I'd say, just do your research and I even say this to people like don't just hire someone even if it's they're referred to you like does it feel good to you are they in alignment with your values and your beliefs uh especially with a coach actually that was the second coaching platform or the the second technology company i was building was a personal and professional development like a match.com for personal and professional development essentially because what i found even with the coaches that i surveyed was that they kept getting matched with people that weren't in alignment with them and they think that if they go through this, like this system, it's not personalized. So if you're trying to find a solution, first of all, like focus on yourself and then do, do research and, and access, like actually go through the free resources, like, and, and get to, get a feeling for the people that you're, you're interested in. And does it feel good or does it not feel good? Like, and I think the more that you work on yourself, the more that that intuition will tell you, okay, I'm ready to like, make that move or take it take a step forward or make this investment because you're really making the investment in yourself uh mm. first and foremost and then it, it because you've done that it helps your business grow people keep again they keep them separate and i say don't keep them separate you're a whole person mm. yeah mm. i think one of the things that that i i personally struggle with when it comes to branding is i struggle with this idea of <laughs> i this sounds funny. I think I have commitment issues when it comes to branding. <laughs> I anything like I am so allergic to print, you know, anytime that something gets printed, I get this massive amount of anxiety because I'm like, oh, I can't I can't go back and edit it or change it or tweak the colors and the look and feel. And, you know, right now what we're doing is we're going through the, the, the branding process, the discovery process of branding our event, like an online summit dub is going to have an annual online summit and we don't know what it's going to be called. So we've got like six names that I, maybe I'd love to, to pitch, pitch these names to you and get your feedback. But, you know, we're going through that process and I, you know, I feel those sort of micro anxieties of, am I choosing the right brand? Does this really get to the core of what we are and who we connect to? Will people easily understand this? Um, my, my question for you is how can, how can the, the idea of branding be a little bit more, uh, accessible with less of that sort of anxiety of wow I'm making a commitment for the long term. So you're you're making some really great points that I want to talk to. So first of all, if you have laid the foundation out, right? So it's like if you go to build a house, you don't just start decorating the rooms, right? You have to have the foundation, okay? Mm -hmm. And the foundation is the why, the mission statement, the vision statement, your core values. And your, your brand DNA, like what is your story? What is your purpose, right? So then when you go to to do different events or to do different things, uh, there's a process to that. And that's when you have to keep like a very tight group of people together. And I always say that I don't, I don't use the term transformational branding. No one know that, knows what that freaking means. So why would I use that? You know, you have to speak in a language that people are going to understand what it is you do. So I say I'm a brand strategist consultant and I do coaching. So that that is easily understood. 
right? I do personal development, so branding and personal development. You have to be able to articulate in a way that people are going to understand you. So that's that's the first thing. And the second thing is is messaging. It's, it's, it's meeting the person like where they're at and simplifying it. Oftentimes we want to overcomplicate it and say we need too many words. Like how can I get my message across in the least amount of words, basically? And I always tell people like if you look at Facebook and you look back at like their logo, their their saying, like, even even um, even uh, the iPhone or Apple. They're always evolving. A brand evolves and changes just like a human does. So don't be afraid that it's going to change down the road. That's that's very inspiring to me. You know, there's something kind of biological about that because even us as 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 uh, beings, you know, our cells, we're rebuilding our bodies. You know, mm -hmm. by the time we're old, <laughs> older. You know, our bodies have completely changed. All the cells have re have rebuilt themselves. I mean, our liver, we can rebuild our liver in, in almost just a matter of, of months. And I think the same thing happens to the the brand, which which I think is dependent to your earlier point, which which is if the core mission is there, then the the vessel in which it moves, that can continue to change. It's kind of like buying a car and restoring a car, you might replace every single piece in that car. Is that the same car or is it a different car? You know? And so what I, what I say in my ignite your brand course is I actually, I, I have them go through this process and I say, okay, so you've got your two people, right? Your go-to people. Well, I, I want you to add three more to that. And I want one of them to be a fifth grader. And I mm. want you to write down yeah, I want you to write down like what your mission statement is or what your tagline is. And I want you to go ask, you know, those five people what they think about your three options. Like people always have way to like always just have three options and ask people what's what's your favorite your favorite one and do you understand what this means? And if a fifth grader understands what it means, you're good to go. If they don't <laughs> and and people are looking at you like what? Like what's transformational branding? Like you know, with a spiritual entrepreneur, like people, these are new things coming into the world. You have to speak to people so that they understand what it is you do so that they, they buy your service so you can help them. Ultimately, that's the goal at the end of the day is to help people. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> well, this is, this is, this is really interesting because this kind of reminds me of, of music in a lot of ways where if, uh, you know, one of my favorite bands is Radiohead and I, I love Radiohead and they are, an extremely inaccessible band to most people. Most people probably don't like Radiohead. But what's really interesting about Radiohead is that they started out at, with a lot of like pop sounding music. It was grunge, it was rock. It was very accessible. It was stuff that we would see in movies and 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 you know hear on the radio and just it would be familiar. And I, I think that since they have evolved as a band, that starting out point was in fact very accessible. Maybe a fifth grader would have enjoyed it. You know, and now since they've attracted their audience, they have been able to evolve into now a new audience, into something that's much more abstract and much more um, unique. You know, and I and I think that one of my takeaways for this is that the initial evolution and the initial catalyst of a brand does have to be understandable. You know, yeah. but once we get that check, then we can go evolve into something different. You know. 
once they understand who you are and what you do, that's why I, I always say branding. I, I go, it's the looks and the feels, right? So like when you see, you know, the McDonald's sign or you see the Nike swoosh, like you know exactly what that is, right? Or if you see certain colors you, that makes you feel a certain way or you just know that's a certain brand. And that's really what you're going towards. But if you keep changing that, you got to stick with it and get people familiar. Like people used to say to me, like, I didn't say Tony Bob, professional lover of life. If I didn't say the professional lover of life in my video, people would reach out and say, you forgot to say professional lover of life. <laughs> it's, that, it's that repetition, right? And that consistency of the wording and, and them seeing it over and over and over. And you keep changing it, you know, because you're not sure if it's working, then people get confused basically. And, and so that's why I always say, just keep it simple in the beginning, let people get familiar with who you are and, create a feeling. That's what you want to do. You want to create a feeling so that they feel like I like these people. Like I can, I can jive with them. You know, they're my people versus like, this is just a brand and I have no idea what they do. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So what are some of the ways that we can detoxify our lives on a personal level and a professional level? Yeah. So the social media, I mean, I can't stress this enough. I don't think people understand how addicting it is. I mean, as much as I've, you know, you know, it takes self-discipline and self-control to evolve as a human. Okay. And I've considered myself pretty like self-discipline, but I have noticed still that social media can be very addicting. And I don't think people understand at a subconscious level, how much that affects your brain and how you think about yourself and your confidence. So be very careful of the content you consume. That's, that's the biggest one. And because social media is so big, I, I, I watched the uh, social dilemma about two or three weeks ago and I felt that way before and it just kind of verified what I was feeling. Mm. So just be very careful about the content you consume. Be mindful of it. It's like, it's like reading a book. Would you waste your time reading a, a book that's not gonna really bring you joy or help you learn something new? No. So even you scrolling, I don't think people realize that that content and the feelings and the emotions and the energy from all the people that are angry in this world are like going into your body, <laughs> you know? So, um, and then you said from a professional standpoint, mm -hmm. how did that yeah. you talk? Okay. Like I said, the, the, the easiest tip I can say is to keep things simple, right? Just keep it simple. And, and don't overcomplicate things. And, and if you work on yourself, then you'll be able to trust your instincts when it comes to your business. So put yourself first. So I always say yourself first, your personal development, your spiritual growth, and then the rest will kind of just flow, basically. But that's when you get chaos, because you're always going to have issues with work and business and people, but it's how you handle them and with grace and ease. And you really can't do that unless you're doing the personal work. Mm. And you strike me as a type of person that just does things and it just looks, you make it look easy to other people. <laughs> <laughs> where, where does that come from? I mean, it, it's a confidence level that you might have. Um, it's yeah. an optimism vibe. You know, where does, where does that come from? Well, because I've, I've seen, I've seen the changes in people. It's crazy. Uh, I don't, I don't talk about this a lot, but, uh, there's some of the work that I do is on the energy level. So I mm. test people's energy and I see what limiting beliefs and blocks are holding them back. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I've seen like 
huge changes in within people within like the first week within like I'm talking like life changing like they they're not depressed anymore they there's peace in their family they found their the love of their life they got their dream job I mean after one session so the fact that I can see those results so quickly uh, that's what gives me the confidence and also knowing that it's not me I used to have an ego around it like it was me and I just like I'm the vessel basically uh I let I let it come through me you know, and, and I don't say that I'm the one doing it anymore. <laughs> Cause I used to call myself like a healer and all that jazz. And I'm like, mm, that doesn't feel right. You know, um, you have to be humble enough to know that it's, you're not the one there's a higher power, whatever you believe in. And it's working through me. And I'm just the facilitator. I'm here to act as a guide. And I don't think that I'm here to fix anyone. I'm not here to, for people to get stuck like dependent on me either. I want to give them the tools so they feel empowered to do it on their own. To me, that's the most important. And you you mentioned ego. So so let's get into that a little bit because I think ego yeah. manifests itself both on a personal level, but also on a on a on a brand level. You know, yeah. there's some brands have egos, you know. I mean, when I when I look at logos or billboards, you know, ads on the internet, sometimes people there's there's chest beating, there's knocking competition, there's fear-based advertising. You know, these things are rooted in things that I don't necessarily, you know, connect to. Uh, guide us on that a little bit. How do we understand, you know, when that ego, that seventh chakra is is yeah. speaking, uh, speaking a little bit too loud to us? Yeah, I, I think when you start seeing, you keep seeing the same problems occur in your life over and over again. I always mm. tell people, you will see the same patterns. I don't care if it's with a relationship, if it's a, with a problem within a relationship, with your job, like even with my startups, I'm like, why the heck am I failing? Right. I mean, I really cared. I, I wanted to help people. Right. The whole point of me building the startups was to help people. But there was still, I think, too much ego associated with it. Therefore, I kept not being successful. And so it, it was humbling me, you know, uh, to, to do it a different way, to do it in another way. And and that's why I now more than ever is I, I say this transformational branding because everyone's like about me, 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 personal brand. Right. And it's like, well, what about the we? What about the we brand? We're all focused on ourselves and we're not thinking about how we can help each other and collaborate. And I think that's where the ego comes into play. Like you have to be able to say, you put yourself first, you step forward with confidence, but you also know that you can't do it by yourself. Mm. Very interesting. Um, when you talk about this idea of, failure being connected to ego, what are some of the desires you feel like we might have to actually cause those failures? Is it doing things for the wrong reason? Is it making wrong choices? What would you, what would you say that really? There's multiple to? things I think that come into play here. I think our, our culture and society of the media, uh, we are, we're trying to get away from old patterns that we've, we've just grown accustomed to throughout our entire lives. Uh, it's so funny. We were talking about this other day, like uh, my boyfriend's father only likes to use certain brands because that's what he, his mother used. That's what his, his wife used to buy it for him. We're so, we're so comfortable that we don't want to be uncomfortable and break the pattern and believe it or not, the body likes pain. It's addicted to the pain. And I'm sure you know this, but Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this. And when I first read that, I was like, I finally, for the first time in my life, realized, okay, 
Like I can take some pressure off myself. Like this is a biological thing. I just got to work on reprogramming my brain. Like at a DNA level. And I don't think people understand how much work that takes. They're not willing to put the work in, but they say they don't have the time, but they spend like six hours on social media. <laughs> uh, uh, full circle, full circle. Okay, so so I'm intrigued. How how do we rewire our brains? You know, what you might be referring to is NLP yeah. and, you know, re rewiring neurons. You know, my favorite quote on this is the neurons that uh, fire together, wire together. Fire together. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll give you guys something really simple. And to be honest, I don't even know where I got it from. I've read so much stuff. And sometimes I can reference like the source and sometimes I can't. But there's the one that I give to people that I feel is the, the, the easiest one to do. And it's the cancel clear. So if you have a negative thought, so once you're aware, like once you're aware of your pattern, let's say you, you notice that you keep getting into bad relationships. Like when I say bad, they don't, they're not they're not good for you. They're not helping you evolve as a person. Okay. That doesn't mean the person's bad. Uh, so you keep seeing this pattern. So once you realize that you have this awareness, then, and I call this the aha. So and my, my mentor gave this to me. Aha. So you have an aha moment. You have awareness. Most people skip over the H, which is the healing and they go right to the action. So part of the healing is understanding that there's subconscious thoughts that are going on. Now, once you have this awareness, you'll start to under, like hear these thoughts throughout the day. It's annoying as shit. Mm. It's super annoying. It's like a fly buzzing in your ear. And what I want you to do every time you hear that thought is say, cancel, clear, cancel, clear, cancel, clear. And after you say cancel clear, you do an affirmation that says, I am so happy and grateful for. Now, it can be something you already have, but if you want to manifest, this is how I got my boyfriend. <laughs> if you want to manifest, so I'm so happy and grateful for a man that is my equal and treat and shows me by example. And you literally keep saying that cancel clear, cancel clear, cancel clear. I am so happy and grateful for a man who is my equal and shows me by example. And you keep doing that until that thought goes away. And if the thought comes back in your head five minutes later, you do it again. It's like a muscle. Right. Like people think like you have to exercise, you have to do all this other stuff. It's the same with your brain. And that's one of the easiest things to do. Uh, and then I tell people in order to get you out of a bad mood, this is one of the things I do in my speaking events. Think of a song like that, like changes your music, changes your mood immediately. Think of a song that makes you want to dance and put it on and, and dance. And that will change your mood immediately. Even if you're in a bad mood, you're, you're going to be like, oh, oh, yeah, I want to dance. Like, <laughs> mm. And then do the affirmations. Just have the one that you, people overcomplicate it. They're like, oh, let's have 20 million affirmations. Like, no, have the one. And you say it over and over and over again. And, and you'd be surprised. You'll manifest that into your life. <laughs> That's very remarkable. Yeah. Very interesting. Cancel, cancel clear. Cancel, clear, cancel, clear, cancel, clear three times. And then I am so happy and grateful that I am so happy and grateful for in present tense is so important. I'm mm -hmm. sure you know that. You and know, I, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what I really connect to about this is that it's, it's, it's doing a couple of things. Number one, it's rewiring our brains, but it's also forcing us to just breathe. And yeah. it's forcing us to use different, smarter parts of our brain. Maybe I shouldn't say smarter. I should just say more kind of logic-based parts of our brain, limbic system, Simon, right. full circle back to Simon Sinek. And, and I think that that allows us to make, you know, better choices. Uh, so I really appreciate that. One, one of the things that 
that I have recently come across, which has been inspiring for me. We've been teaching this to our son, which is that I don't have to do it. I get to do it. You know, so when you reframe it from that practice and you say, I don't have to do my homework, I get to do my homework, which means I'm in a comfortable place and I'm getting an education and I have right. a roof over my head. You know, all of a sudden it kind of triggers gratitude. And, right. And, you know, and I think when when we are rooted in gratitude, it can it can take us out of low spots. It can take us out of uh, dark places uh, and, and ultimately allow us to kind of re get reborn and to evolve. And that's what mm -hmm. you and I started this combo out with. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the aha moment, everyone always knows when they have an aha moment, you get excited, you have awareness, people skip over the healing. I say, don't skip over the healing, like take the time to reflect and understand why you keep having the same thing happen over and over and over again in your life. And if you do that, then you can take inspired action. And that's the cool thing about the aha. And it's easy to remember. Amazing. So on your LinkedIn account, you have kind of an explainer. You have, you have a couple of pieces of content. Um, what would you recommend that, that folks uh, do to learn more about you? Yeah, I mean, just go to TonyBub.com and you can everything you need to know. I've got an online course for people that are, I created the online course because I know that Starting a business isn't for everyone. And I'd rather them make a small investment and and also get something out of it. If you go through my course, whether you start the business or not, you're still going to have a personal development uh, awareness moment, if that makes sense. And it really helps you to get focused and understand what what's important to you. So that's why I created the course. And then I do one-on-one -on -one coaching and you can hire me to do speaking events or posting or wellness videos, whatever. So I'm pretty <laughs> amazing. Wellness niche is what I, what I love doing. So amazing. Yeah. So one of the things that I'd love to do, I mentioned that we are, are having an event. Dub is having an online summit and it's going to be a amazing fun thing one of the things that i'd love to do you to do is to be a, a, one of the one of the distinguished speakers at the event and and talk Hi. about talk about this whole this whole vibe so i'll kind of reach out and we'll let you know about that we still haven't come up with a name for this event so uh well, we, we've got a couple of ideas <laughs> i can help you with that i'm actually <laughs> here here comes the you know i'm still gotta work on the ego but uh I literally had one conversation with the guy and he's like, we're having a really hard time coming up with a name for this product. And I literally came up with a name like on the spot. And I was like, I cannot believe I didn't charge him for that. And he's like, we owe you a bottle of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be careful. Sometimes you're, you're, you're so talented. You like let, you let the gold out and you don't even like collect for it, but no, it'll come back around, but I'd love to help you out with that in any way. So that's uh, something sounds, I really enjoy doing. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah. I encourage people to connect with you on LinkedIn, social channels, um, Instagram. I, I don't know if you mentioned that. I'm on there, but not as active. Uh, I really, LinkedIn's my, my place, you know, okay. uh, LinkedIn's the jam. All right. Yeah. Tony Bub. Are there any other Tony Bubs on LinkedIn? I, I'm sure there are, but okay. no, I mean, if you put in Tony Bob, you should be able to find me. <laughs> okay, cool. And you've got, you've got your profile picture has the, the lovely hat. So yes, I do. I have the <laughs> amazing. Well, Tony, thank you so much for your time. This was truly oh, transcending. Oh, thank you, Ruben. I, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.